Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode 19. Today I wanted to talk to you about distilleries and what we can do as a gin community to help them. Now, as I said before in my new section, I'm now incorporating the community gin community into that as well. Now, I'm not going to do anything on that other than talk about small gin September because I'm talking about the whole sort of community as part of this episode. But small gin September, I felt was really important to get a bit of a mention because it is the last one. We've had Anfield Gin, The Wandering Bartender, Lava Spirits, Massingbird Monday, and finally now we have a Viper Gin. And I'm so glad that Vanessa decided to do a fifth week. It's been really beneficial and worthwhile. And I would like to thank Vanessa from the bottom of my heart for doing this. I think it's been really good to get the community together for us to understand much more about the individual brands and who's behind them. And I've certainly, and I know a lot of the community have had an amazing time. And I would also like to pick out Laura from Lava Spirits and just say thank you very much for the prize that you gave me for being runner-up in the cocktail competition. I know I've thanked you, but I was a bit late and I just wanted to thank you again. I haven't really decided what to do with my gins yet. I think probably the coffee orange gin I'm probably just going to have on its own with maybe a bit of ice and the coffee gin I can't decide but I'm hoping uh, somebody's going to come on the podcast very soon that is going to really be able to help me to decide what I'm going to do with that because I know a lot of people have done Negronis but I just want to I want to do something really really special with it. My weekly recommendation this week is Brockman's. Now, Brockman's has been recommended twice on the podcast and also quite a few people have said, oh, yeah, Brockman's is a really amazing drink. I remember talking to somebody. In fact, it was Geordie Loves Gin, uh, Andy Riches, uh, that came on in episode 14. And she was saying, oh, Brockman's. Oh, yeah, that's kind of our go to drink. And I kind of wish I'd kind of maybe gone out to the community and said, what does everybody think about Brockman's? But all I can say is I now know what they mean, because the 10 years that they waited to perfect the recipe was totally worth it. Every single day was totally worth it. The nose is berry, but it's no ordinary berry. You know, obviously it's blueberry and blackberry. And it's not just because it's got alcohol in it, although that helps. It's just the nose is just something else. And you just think, do you know what? There's something special to come. It sort of, it reminds me of the nose of the the Edge L'Orange Gin, so it's this exactly the same thing. You think, oh, yeah, there's definitely something here that I really, really am going to enjoy. And oh, yes, the flavour profile is it's very complex. It's almost got a, like a double dryness to it. And I thought the dryness was 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 the juniper coming through twice. But I think it's actually the juniper the first time and then coriander. So it starts with the very dry juniper taste. And this is followed by a berry taste, which is really, really intense. The sort of blueberries and blackberries. And then it's followed by this sort of coriander dryness before it finally sweetens out to sort of a beautiful, subtle blueberry and blackberry taste. 
which I think has been sort of extended because of the orange peel by readings on the on the Brotman site. You know, normally you just get like dry and then sweet, or maybe sweet and then dry, or sweet and then maybe a bit spicy. But the, I've never had sort of this dry, sweet, or sweet sort of intense flavour, and then dry again, and then sweet. And by leaving the sweet on the sort of last sort of aftertone, that just gets left in your mouth. So I think it would be perfect actually as a sipping gin. I think it'd also be perfect for something else, which I'll tell you in just a bit. I think the perfect pairing for me is with Mediterranean tonic. But don't forget the blueberries. Now, I'm not really one to necessarily garnish my G&T, but the blueberries really accentuate the taste. Now, the suggested serving with two is with two blueberries and some pink grapefruit peel, but I think you can quite easily go to fly five blueberries. It definitely changes the colour of the gin, but I, I just think it's so worth it. And I, in fact, I got so excited about it, I put a post out at the weekend about it. I think it would work with any standard light premium tonic, including elderflower, but I wouldn't really go for anything stronger because I just think you'll spoil the taste. And as I said, I was hinting to this, I think a Brockman's dry martini sounds very decadent and like heaven. And I will be trying this over the next few weeks and I will let you know how I got on. I think it would work well in cocktails, but unless I could make the cocktail enhance the amazing flavour profile, I think I'd probably personally favour it in a G&T. So I was inspired this week by speaking to a distiller. I think initially I was shocked, but then I sort of thought about it and thought, no, I can I can do something positive here. So this distiller basically makes gin Monday to Thursday, and then he goes to events and markets from Friday to Sunday. But what he's finding is each time a government announcement is made for COVID, the numbers to each of the, of the events and markets get smaller. And he just wants to basically carry on until the it completely dries up or we kind of go into lockdown. And I sort of thought about it. I thought, I really, really, that really kind of upset me. And I kind of thought, what can we do? You know, I serve the, the gin community, but I tend to, if I'm honest, concentrate on those who consume and comment on gin. And I need to concentrate on those distillers that make this lovely gorgeous liquid because if we don't then they're not going to be around and then suddenly the whole kind of lovely community kind of goes away so i wanted to redress the balance and i want to call out to the gin community essentially please if you possibly can buy gin and what I did over the course of this week is I asked the distilleries if there's one thing that the gin community could do, what would it be? And what I've done is I've sort of consolidated that. I'm going to go through what I found by the answers that I got. And then I'm going to go through some distilleries that I have personal experience with. And then I'm going to go through some distilleries that I have seen that are in the community or I've seen other people sort of comment on that I want to bring to your attention because what this podcast is all about is bringing the attention to you, the gin community, about these wonderful distillers and the wonderful 
gorgeous liquid that, that, that they make in order that we can do sipping gin, we can do G&T, we can do mixology, we can make cocktails. So the first thing that we need to do, obviously, as I said and alluded to, is buy gin. But we need to do it the right way. So if you possibly can, and loads of distillers said this, please go and buy directly from their site. If you can't do that, and sometimes it's not possible to do that, sometimes, in, in fact, the distiller doesn't have the gins on their website, then go to sort of known specialist retailers like the Gin to My Tonic, Spirit Kiosk I've heard really good things about from, from one of the distillers, Obviously, you've got sort of Master of Malt as well, which uh, a lot of the distillers seem to be in. But if you can, go directly to the distiller. If the distiller stocks locally, and generally they'll tell you on their website, then go local as well. Also think, you know, Christmas is coming up. Birthdays are coming up. A bottle of gin or a nice glass or some miniatures and a nice glass is a lovely, lovely present. So why don't you think about that and think about your local distillery? Or Unfortunately, I do have some local distilleries, but most of the distilleries I like are not near to me. But so whatever, you know, you have to make up your mind whatever is your choice of distillery. Now, some people have sort of said, well, hold on, Ben. Right. OK, so let's say you say to me, oh, the Edge Gin or Pitwheel Distillery are, are you know, great gins. How do I know if, I, I, if I'm sure about that? And the one thing I would always say to people is if you're unsure, buy miniatures. Taste them yourself and then you can decide. Now, it's a, it's a more expensive way to do it, but in this kind of more virtual world, it is more cost effective because if you decide, you know what, I don't like the, the gins quite as much as I thought I, I did, then you, you, you don't have to, um, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to buy them. Obviously, you have to buy the miniatures, but, you know, you don't have to buy the, the, the big bottles because there's nothing worse than buying a big bottle of gin and then finding, do you know what, I don't really like this. And it also is quite good as well. So, for example, with Pitwheel Distillery, I got their three main gins and I decided that their classic dry was was fantastic. Their original spiced was was amazing and their raspberry and vanilla was was also amazing. But for me, the original Spiced was not something that I had in my collection at all. So that was the one I went for. Now, it was purely on a financial basis. If I had the opportunity, I would buy all three. It's the same with the Edge Gin. Now, I have, have so the L'Orange Gin is, is fantastic. And I didn't think I was going to like that in, in a month of Sundays, but it's absolutely amazing. Just so the, the orange is just unbelievable, the way it sort of, goes all the way through the, the gin but in such a subtle way you know it's an orange gin that you can have a gin and tonic which is which is amazing their london dry is is excellent and their pear is excellent but i didn't think i was going to like the pear either but again financial i have now got the pear and i have got the orange i probably will get the london dry at some point but again financially you know i have to look at it and but it was really good to get the miniatures also think how much would i spend down the pub 
if you're in sort of a lockdown area and you can't go down the pub or you're thinking, do you know what? It's not worth going down the pub anymore because I can only drink till 10 o'clock or well, actually less than 10 o'clock because obviously you need to be out by 10 o'clock. Why don't you consider buying a bottle of gin instead? It's probably going to be about the same price as you would have paid. You can have a virtual time with friends and even better, if you've got two or three friends that you're going to talk to and you all buy a bottle of gin, that's fantastic. Really helping out the distilleries. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't support bars and restaurants because you absolutely should. And if you can, then please do support them. I'm just trying to find an alternative because I would hate for you, for you to go, do you know what? I can't do anything. I'm locked down. I can't do anything because, yes, you can. You can you can get a bottle of gin and that will be absolutely fantastic and really helping out a distillery. However, you know, I understand, you know, for example, last month, I, I happened to be able to get two or three bottles of gin. But this month, I've really got to tighten my belt. So I, I, I'm not going to be able to purchase. I'm going to get one through the Craft Gin Club, but that's going to be it. That's going to be my only bottle of gin. And, and I'm quite sad, but, you know, I have to be frugal, unfortunately, this, this month. But the next best way to support a gin brand is to talk about it. Help people to get to know about that gin brand. You know, if you're feeling brave, why not do a live with the distiller directly? If you're also feeling brave, instead of just having it with maybe gin and tonic, but if that's the way you want to post about it, that's absolutely fine. Why don't you taste it neat? What does it taste like? Why don't you think about maybe adding some garnishes that, that support the botanicals in that gin that you've tasted from tasting it neat? But you you need to do it whatever way works for you. You know, don't 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 feel as though I'm sort of trying to say, oh, you must do it this way. I'm absolutely not. You do it the any way you want to. But what you're doing is you're supporting that brand. Also, when you see a brand that you particularly like, don't just like it. Why don't you comment as well? Why don't you comment and why don't you tag in the distillery? Because they all want to know and it already helps them if they know that you think this is amazing or you've got a really good serving suggestion. Put it in. Because that's another thing that really came up from the distilleries. If you can't support us by you know, buying and we understand that you might not be able to because of financial reasons, then why don't you, you know, post and comment and share? And, you know, obviously do like, obviously, but if you can comment as well, if you can share, share with your friends, family and community. You know, the more that a particular brand is known in the community, the more the gin is going to get known. All interaction increases the viability of the brand, which is what we want to do at the end of the day. Understand the story behind the brand. For example, this week with the Viper Gin, and the Avalon Distillery, they named the Vi it Viper Gin because an adder came out when they were clearing some ground where they were going to grow their botanicals. And all right, they changed it to a Viper rather than adder, but it is the same thing. It also ties into Arthur and Avalon because in the last battle, the Viper or adder came out and bit one of the soldiers and 
that's what sort of kicked off the battle when he raised his sword. So it's all together in one. It's really interesting, the story of that brand. Look at the history. Look at Pitwheel Distillery. It celebrates its mining heritage. Look at Massingbird Monday, which celebrates the heritage of the South Ormsby estate. If you're a bar or restaurant, now I appreciate that you may not be able to operate at the moment because um, you're in lockdown. I appreciate it's very, very difficult for you. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to discourage people from going to bars. If bars and restaurants are open, I really want people to support the local community. But please do consider buying gin directly from distillers. Please consider stocking local gins. Their margins are much, much greater if you do that. Also, buy on reputation. If your regulars want a particular type of gin, buy that gin. Don't be seduced by the fact that you maybe there are other tri- gins on, on offer or people are trying to promote you. Support, support the gin that your community wants. Now... <sighs> I need to talk to the gin community in general because generally most people in the gin community want to drink gin. They want to talk about distilleries. They want to talk about serves of gin. They want to talk about mixology. But there are a small minority that want to hate on groups of people that speak about gin or individuals that enjoy gin. I would say to those people, Please concentrate your efforts on something else that really matters in the world. Leave those people alone. Let them get on with what they love. The situations with COVID is going to get worse. The situation with, you know, in the UK, in in all countries, and obviously this goes out worldwide, in all countries is going to get worse. So let's use the community that we have to support each other. Any jealousy that you have is going to directly impact on the distilleries and that's not good. So please really think about it before you're posting that nasty comment because it really isn't worth it. Concentrate on something else. So now I wanted to go through a few of the distilleries that I've tasted personally and I think are worth a look at. And the first distillery is the person that came on on episode 17 and that's Claire and Mike Ryan from The Edge Gin. They have a gorgeous London dry gin with some lovely sweetness from the goji berry. They've got the l'orange gin, which is fabulous. And you can definitely use in cocktails. It works in a G&T. And they've also got their fabulous pear gin. I've, again, used it in quite a lot of cocktails. It's been really lovely. It's lovely on its own. Also, look at the Pitwheel Distillery. As I said, they've got this great heritage from mining but they've just got some great gins as well. Their classic dry is just one of the most smoothest gins I've had. It's really amazing. The original spiced is, it is spiced, but it's really, really subtle. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I have a bottle on my gin shelf and I had one this weekend and it's absolutely fantastic. And you only really just need to mix it with a bit of tonic and it's just gorgeous. The other one that's gorgeous is their raspberry and vanilla gin. The raw, the depth of the raspberry is just absolutely amazing. Also, look at Brockman's gin. Now, as you know, I'm 
Brockman's is my recommendation. It is fabulous. You know, they took 10 years to perfect the recipe, but it was so, so worth it. Look at the Isle of Wight distillery. The mermaid gin, which has been a, a weekly rec recommendation. And also they do a mermaid pink gin and an HMS Victory Navy Strength gin. The botanist. Wow. This is a botanical dream. 22 botanicals to be precise. It is an absolutely fabulous gin. I can't I can't say any more than that. You just get 22 botanicals on your tongue at the same time. Now, I haven't tried that many of the gins that I'm just about to ex explain now, but what I have had is the four gins that they're doing for their signature gin. So I've done the the taste and vote scheme of the City of Aberdeen Distillery. And I've got to be honest, every single gin that I tried was absolutely fantastic. They even had one with ginger in, but it was just so subtle. It was just amazing. So try their Scottish Bramble, their Rhubarb Gin, the Tuck Shop Gin, the Thyme and Rosemary Gin, the Lemon Zingle Gin, the Chocolate and Mint Gin, or just their Fresh Gin that they produce. It's all with organic alcohol and it's absolutely fabulous. I, I'm sure each one of those gins would be amazing. And to my dear friend, Laura, who came on in episode seven, Lava Spirits. Her coffee gin is fantastic. Who knew that you could mix two exceptionally strong flavours and come out with such a fabulous gin? Coffee and gin together. But then not only, not only did she do that, she thought, oh, do you know what? I'm also going to do coffee, orange and gin. Three amazingly strong flavours. And it's just absolutely fabulous. You know, the coffee and orange gin, I think you can just have on its own. And it's just amazing. Obviously, if you don't like orange, then not so good. But I love orange. I love coffee and I love gin. And those three together are sensational. Now, Masons do a lot of gins. In fact, a lot more than I thought. I recently had the Yorkshire Tea Gin, which is really great as a, as a GNT. I'm not sure I'd necessarily use it in anything else, but they've also got a dry Yorkshire gin, a slow distilled slow gin, a lavender edition of gin, Steve's apple edition gin, and a peppered pear gin. And I know the peppered pear gin, a lot of people have tried and have said this is absolutely fantastic. So I'm now going to talk about distilleries I've not tasted, but heard really good things about. So the first one is Massingbird Monday. And obviously that's from Tristan Jorgensen, who came on in episode 12. He produces the Burrells and the Marie Jeanne gin. And I've heard really great things about both of those. So I'd strongly recommend those, even though I haven't tasted them because I've heard just so many great things in the community. Viper Gin, obviously this week, he, he uh, Cole, produces the London Dry and the Mould Gin. Macintosh Gin, they produce a London Dry, a Mariner Strength and the Pineapple and Grapefruit Old Tom. And again, I've heard really good things from Mark at The Wandering Bartender because I know he knows them very, very, very well. So definitely something I would try. Now, the Gower Gin Company is also very, very interesting. Now, I have got 
all of these bar the Rasili Dragon Strength Gin. And I am ashamed to say I haven't tried them yet. I think, you know, I've heard some great things in the community about them. So I think I'm going to really enjoy all of them. But they effectively do the original gin, the Rasili Gin, the Bara Breath Gin, the Pinwid Gin, the Ramanta Gin, and obviously the Rasili Dragon Strength Gin. Another thing that I've heard great things about is the Otterbeck Distillery. They have the cotton gin. Their distillery is just idyllic. And I think their still is the envy of most of the gin distilling community. Uh, if nothing else, it looks absolutely amazing. So Stockport Gin, they have original edition gin, pink edition gin, pink grapefruit and pink peppercorn gin, sustainable edition gin and twist of lime edition gin. And I've definitely spoken to them an awful lot uh, via sort of direct message. I know they go out to an awful lot of markets. So, you know, I really would encourage you to support them too. Crochet Gin, they do a Welsh dry gin, an orange gin, a strawberry gin and a rhubarb and vanilla gin. And again, I've heard an awful lot of good things about them too. So I definitely would like you to support them too. Anfield Gin, obviously they came on in small gin September. Um, they were the first ones on there and they do a strawberry blush gin. Defiance Spirit, so Paul does a Fight Club gin, a Test Pilot Seville gin, a High Octane gin, a Spitfire Spice gin and a Jet Fuel gin, which is Jet Fuel with a bit of Expresso, which sounds right up my street. So um, definitely think they are worth checking out. Now, I'm very sorry about pronouncing this, but I'm going to give it a, my best. The Capriolis Distillery. They do the Garden Swift Dry Gin, which is something that Tristan mentioned in episode 12 as his kind of favourite gin, because I think it's got something like 42 botanicals in it. And he said, you know, each time you have a gin, you kind of taste a different botanical. So the Gin Lord, the Fires Distillery, uh, he does three gins, the traditional collection, the nostalgic collection, and the experimental collection so well worth a try and obviously he is the gin lord so he's got some a lot of gins under his belt so he really knows what he, what he's talking about and what he's tasting so uh, i definitely think uh, the fires distillery is worth a check out too the next one is from australia so the four pillars distillery and they produce an olive leaf gin blood shearers gin rare dry gin spice negroni gin Modern Australian Gin, Navy Strength Gin, Sherry Cass Gin, Chardonnay Barrel Gin, Australian Christmas Gin, Changing Seasons Gin and Gin with Benefits, which supports a particular charity. And what they said to me, which is quite interesting, is please buy Australian for obvious reasons, but also how great Australian gin is at the moment for being really unique. And I'm sure a lot of UK based and other distilleries wouldn't agree. They would say theirs is the best, but, you know, each to their own. And that's what's important. Everybody has their own opinion. Law Gin in Ibiza. Again, I heard about that from Andy Riches uh, from episode 14 at Geordie Loves Gin. And she said it was, it was just really amazing. I've recently spoken to Luna at Law Gin and what they were saying is really that 
you know, they rely on the support because they're mainly in bars. So they rely on the support of the gin community to encourage bar owners to use them because they're, you know, obviously a small gin. But you can buy them. I know that they are in various places. I know they're in Master of Malt. So if you really like them, then do buy them to support them because it's really important to support, you know, gins like that because they're different. Holy Island Gin, they do an orange and sea pink gin. And also have a look at uh, Agnes Arbor Gin. I know uh, Vanessa really likes Agnes Arbor Gin. Um, she's used them in a lot of her cocktails. I know she particularly likes the pineapple one, but they also do a rhubarb one and a premium one. And also local to me, uh, Worthing Gin. So they do a London Dry, an orange blush, and they very recently bought out Mellow Pear. So I hope, and I know I haven't mentioned all distilleries out there, but those are the ones that I really know about. So if there are any distilleries that I haven't mentioned that you think are worth a mention, then of course I would love to mention them on the podcast. However, please think about posting about them yourself because a personal opinion is, is much better than me just talking about them. My Instagram shout out this week is Gin Makers. Now I do have one wish, if it's possible, that you actually get out yourself in front of the camera and talk about what you're doing because I think it would add a lot more interest. I love what you do. I love the way it's really straightforward and you can really understand how to make the cocktails and I really love the concepts and I'd just like to know a bit more about the brand. I recently liked the elderflower gin fizz you did was one of your most recent and your use of the new sort of Robinson range of cocktails. I have tried the elderflower just with tonic water and a bit of ice in, uh, you know, sort of a Spanish gin glass and it was absolutely fantastic. I also loved your half hitch gin with orange, orange, juniper and tonic water. I thought that was really good. And I really also enjoyed your fizzy pink raspberry. Now, personally, I would still use pink gin, but I would add a bit of elderflower liqueur, a bit of sugar syrup and then top up with Prosecco. It's absolutely gorgeous. But I'd like to thank you very much for your support. And again, I would encourage you to get in front of the camera if you felt the confidence to do so because I think it would really really add to your brand but thank you very much and I will be supporting you in my stories all week this week I'd love to hear from you if you want to get in touch with me at ginignite on Instagram or Twitter or gin.gossip at ginignite.com the thing that I like about the gin community that I've met so far is that nobody judges anyone for what they believe what they look like or who they choose to be the world would be a better place if everyone took that view. Grab your drink, toast those you love, enjoy your weekend and whether you decide to party or stay in, I will be with you in spirit. Seriously though, enjoy your weekend and I look forward to joining you for another episode next Friday. Cheers. Cheers.